Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Keith Walsh podcast, podcast, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I really like you, and you really like me too. And we can share this podcast, and it would be really cute. And I really like your shoes, and I really like good news. And I like little fluffy bunnies, cause they're so cute. Keith Walsh Podcast It does something to me, Although it doesn't matter, I'm saying good afternoon, it could be morning, middle of the night, 3am, whatever, when you're listening to this. My name is Keith Walsh and uh, it is 25 past four here on a Sunday in Newbridge and it was an absolutely horrible afternoon but it's really brightened up now. It's really turned out nice I have to say. The sky is blue and there's some lovely Simpson style clouds in the sky so all is good here in um, the Walsh the Walsh, actually I live in, the estate I live in is called Walsh something, I better not say it, <laughs> better not give away where I live, anyway, um, and obviously my name, my surname is Keith Walsh, what was I, what am I doing, why, why am I here, oh yes, uh, so here's a podcast that we recorded a few weeks ago, can't really remember what's in it, I know Mike talked about Spoof and his friends about football, either caring or knowing about football, I know that Finn interrupted us maybe once, maybe twice. I had to go look for his phone or something. Um, Mike kept going like a trooper. Uh, and also Mike talked a lot about falconry and birds of prey and all that kind of stuff. So it was, I, I'm not going to listen back. I probably have a bit of editing to do. So if there's bits in it where we drop out, if the connection isn't good, if I'm not there, if Mike is chatting away, whatever. It's just, it is, it's, it's what we've, you know, what we're famous for. Um, also, the reason I hadn't put this up is that it's been a kind of a mad, busy few weeks. Uh, and I recently got an ADHD diagnosis, 
which explains why I can't get podcasts up on time. But uh, it was kind of in the middle of all that that I just didn't find the time, didn't have the headspace. I don't know. So look, apologies in advance if there's anything in here that it shouldn't be, that I should have edited out, if it's whatever I said before. But hopefully you'll enjoy it. I always enjoy talking to Mike. Um, and I'm going to try and chat to him early this week and get another podcast up just about the whole ADHD thing. Um, and yeah, that's it. Enjoy the podcast. Have a good day. You are loved. But definitely by me and Mike. Okay, I, I speak for Mike, but he would agree. Goodbye. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's, all, it's been so long. It's been, it's, been, it's been so long since I've heard from you. That a song, Mike? Or are you just are you just riffing? No, I'm just kind of riffing because um, it it started installing updates and stuff. Fucking computers! That shit. How are you, Mike? I'm fantastic. How are you, Keith? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. It's, oh, uh... oh, not too bad. Oh, should it's... I be fantastic? Well, I was kind of hoping for something better than not too bad. <laughs> but are you just just to get this out of the way? Are you a Man United supporter? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So I literally uh, watched United being demolished by uh, some big lanky, not lanky, he's he's just big uh, Norwegian bloke, and uh, yeah, so I'm not too bad, like, not too bad is good, you know? Yeah, I've I've become, uh, over the last two days, it would appear, the, the next Gary Lineker. Oh, yeah. Uh, is this like your Twitter persona, or? No, 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 like, I I don't think I could ever be as good as him on Twitter, but I certainly am very, very good at predicting what's going to happen in uh, football matches, oh, wow. soccer matches. Yeah. How? Well, I'm in a group um, with two gentlemen. One is a staunch uh, Liverpool uh, supporter, and the other is Manchester United. And I hate them, and they're forever. You know, when there's a match on, there, you know, and I just don't get involved. I kind of mute it and whatever. So uh, yesterday, I decided to get involved. <laughs> And um, so I did a bit of pre-match reading. So I looked on Twitter. I picked um, the topic Arsenal, no, Liverpool, I can't even fucking remember, Liverpool um, Football Club versus Brighton. And um, I just, I was doodling along, having a cup of tea, looking at it, and I thought, okay, so they've got a new manager and uh, he's probably got something to prove. This is Brighton playing Liverpool yesterday. He's probably got something to prove. Uh, Maybe, you know, they're going to come out fighting and sort of score a couple of goals really quickly. <laughs> and in the middle, I was out walking the dog and I thought, oh, I better go and have a look and see how Liverpool are doing. 2-0 down against Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> so spurred on by this, I did exactly the same for the Man United match today. Um, and it's there was a bit of Twitter stuff about this Haaland guy and... Um, Who's the manager for United? Ten Hag. Ten Hag, yeah. I said something along the lines of Ten Hag needs to keep an eye on Haaland 
or he's going to score a hat trick. <laughs> I like all the H's. <laughs> Hag needs to keep an eye on Hollander and score a hat trick. <laughs> I'm watching it and it was like 6 1 or 6 something or whatever. 6 2 for a fit. Was it 6 3? It was 6 3 in the end, yeah. But I mean, you know, the United score was arbitrary at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just to sort of like let them go home with their heads held relatively high type of thing. Yeah, but in fairness, one of the goals from Anthony was uh, he was re- he really worked really hard for the whole game. He was trying to affect the game. Uh, he was like, the w- he was playing like a man who was like, I don't play for shit teams against brilliant team. I am on the brilliant team. So he just like he just kept trying and trying trying things and got a brilliant goal. Um, and then uh, yeah, but uh, what? So you are the I'm 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 the seer, the oracle. <laughs> I am an oracle. Yeah, yeah, I can see the future. The football would um, give us send us your lotto numbers, or could you put it to good use? I'm having a fairly shit time on lottery, actually. Oh my god! I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, started, I don't know why, but I've started doing. Um, um, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a, um, uh, what you call it, a syndicate. Yeah, but I've also started doing it myself. Um, just like I do a little three fifty line and. You know what's really embarrassing is doing a 350 line on the Euro Millions. I never used to do it on my own. Never. You know, I had the app and stuff, and I would do it really, really occasionally. But because we're in this, you know, we've got this syndicate going, I wouldn't bother my ass doing it because I'm thinking, there's numbers done for me. Great. Yeah, you go to a shop and you say, can I just have one line with plus? And I kind of go, poor Mm. fella must be down his luck. (laughs) The fella down in my local shop the other day said to me, well, I suppose there is logic to just doing one line, isn't there? I said, yeah. Well, I could just, I could just give you seven euros and lose it, as opposed to three fifty. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Like do a hundred lines? Will that improve my odds? No. Logic. Am I that sort of person though? Because I get that a lot. A lot of people judge me. I think when I walk into a room, a lot of people pass comment on me and try and give me advice. Oh, Mike. Maybe they're just yeah. I don't know. They just <laughs> maybe they just look at you and you think maybe they just look too bad for you. Maybe you're, maybe you're, uh, maybe you're. Def- what do you call it? Deflecting. Maybe you're projecting. Oh, mm, maybe you're projecting, Mike. That I need advice. Maybe you're feeling like I need advice, and and that's what you're telling the universe. So you're getting advice. So whatever you tell the universe, Mike, that's what you'll get back. So if you start telling the universe, I need. Yeah, but to I'm win not... the lotto, <laughs> I'm sure that will work. I would have said I was sort of arrogant enough not to need advice from strangers, though. But maybe subconsciously, you're like, maybe I am. Mm, maybe I need somebody to, yeah, mm, give me a steer here in the right direction. I feel like that sometimes. I wish somebody would just tell me what to fucking do because sometimes I'm like a blue arse fly. I'm doing twenty things. And am I doing any of them very well? Probably not. But I, if like I'm very good. Uh, actually, I'll tell you about uh, something. I'm, I'm going to go for. I have to go for an assessment soon. I'll tell you about it. Yes. But I'm very good if I'm given very clear instructions. Like if somebody said that said, "Here's a hundred names and phone numbers. Sit down and make a hundred phone calls, and that's your day's work." I'd be like, "Yeah, cool, great, perfect. I'll just do that." Now, eventually, I'd probably get pissed off, and like I do it for three days. <laughs> But painting things. Yeah, then I'd start ringing them up and asking if they want to be in my musical that I'm writing. 
<laughs> I'm writing a musical about a fellow who has to ring a hundred numbers every day. Are you in? One hundred numbers. They want me to call one hundred numbers. I can't do that. I'm a creative type. I can't do that. Please don't make me. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. I think there's got to be a song in there called X Directory. X Directory? Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't get through to him on any level. He was X Directory. <laughs> That's kind of deep. Well, my son Finn is home. Um, we're oh, and he's eating here, Finn. How are you? Finn is also a Manchester United fan, so um, oh yeah, my sincerest condolences, uh, Finn. Uh, if you'd have phoned me about three hours ago, I'd have been able to tell you um, what was happening. Mike had predicted the the Manchester United score today. Um, how was your training camp thing? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you score any goals? Did you yeah. score any bangers? No. Okay. I was too tired. Oh well. Long week. Long week. It's been a long week, Mike. You know, he's, the guy's tired. It's been a long week. And he yeah. doesn't look like a man who's walking around looking for somebody to give him advice. He just wants to play football and eat bananas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's that, bud? I was supposed to on Tuesday in training. Exactly. Exactly. He and did. Why See, did let... you bring him to work, work? What? Why did you bring him to work, work? No, she didn't. <laughs> I can't. I'm not around. See you later, bud. What? I'll talk oh. to you later. Why are you trying it on? Yeah. Oh, God. Are you supposed to be doing something else? It's going to be the shortest podcast in history. Yeah. I can no, see I think, this happening. No, no, no. I think his, I think his uh, mom had told him I would bring him somewhere. But, oh. but hey, what were we talking about? Um, yeah, yeah like we're a, doing X-Directory. 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 Yeah, I like that. That's good because it's, uh, like, it's clever. It's punny. Yeah, uh, yeah, and to yeah, say yeah. somebody's ex-directory means they're you know they're unavailable to you, you know. So it's, yeah, very much so. It's got levels. Yeah, and they're unachievable yeah. as a person to contact mm. and communicate with. Yeah, I like yeah. that. You could do something about the yellow pages or the golden pages. Or yeah, digits. Uh, phone book. Dial di- dial me dial me up. Yeah, yeah. Um, phone booth. Yeah, boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Step into my phone booth. Yeah, mobile. You could go, you know, sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. Lots o- of operator, things. operator, operator. That's a great song. One of the best songs ever. Jim Crochet, operator. But he's in. I don't know. If we can... But yeah, I'm recording the podcast here. It's in the car. The car's not here. Well, then it's in the car. The car's not here. It's in the car. You said you'd bring it in for me. I didn't. Uh, dear listener, um, his son said, where's my phone? And we're talking about phones. And yeah. he says, it's in the car. It's in the the car. car isn't here. This is one of the funniest conversations I've, I've ever heard. <laughs> we're talking about phones and his phone's gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> a slice of life. A phone left his, Finn left his phone in the car and uh, my wife has taken the car off, so he's got no phone, so... That actually sounds like a rap. Finn left his phone in the car. Now my wife's taking Finn's phone in my car. <laughs> Hold on a sec, Mike. Hold on. A sec. <laughs> he's walked out. He's walked out. Um, yeah, he's got quite a nice butt. As I walked, as he walked off there, I could see the Levi's tab. He was swishing. I think he was putting it on for us, actually. So, listener, what have you been doing this week? You know, you can always contact the podcast on... Um, oh, keithpod at gmail or something i don't know um maybe it's in the show notes 
possibly is. Or you can get him on uh, Twitter at Keithy Walsh. Um, yeah, Keithy, K-E-I-T-H-Y Walsh at Keithy. I think that's his handle. He's on. He's also on Instagram. Those of you who follow him on Instagram, I don't follow him on Instagram because I can't stand Instagram. Uh, but those of you who do follow him on Instagram may realise that he's actually uh, started a little bit of modelling recently, uh, which we must ask him about and uh, take the piss out of him. Well, not to take the piss out of him, he's a relatively good-looking man, but, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I think he's probably on Facebook as well. I don't actually know. Uh, he's all dressed in black today. Um, like, did you just keep quite, talking? He, he's looking quite glamorous, and uh, he's now back in the room. Uh, did yeah, did keep, you just keep talking? Of course it is. <laughs> well that's well what that's probably enough for the podcast then that's what i do i'm i'm, I'm a professional unlike you <laughs> excuse me a sec i'm just gonna have to find my fucking son's phone in the middle of coming up with a a, a whole musical about phones Mike, but i think that's it... that's gonna be a scene oh definitely yeah yeah i yeah. left my phone in the car Where is it? <laughs> i have a hundred numbers to bring to ring and my phone is in the car <laughs> Do, 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 do. Mm. <laughs> and the car is in Nace. Do. Got to bring yeah. Nace into us. You got to bring Nace into us. Yeah. Mm. Cars and Nace. Mm. Oh, God. Did you just sort of have a momentary lapse in concentration and didn't take the phone out and handed the car over? Kind of, but like, yeah, I suppose, but I didn't put two and two together or I didn't think Finn was just getting out to go training, put his phone okay. in the car, which is a good thing to do so he doesn't lose it. And then someone else took the car when I wasn't looking or thinking. So, Mike, you know, what can I say? I, I'm sorry. Okay, there's no need to get defensive. I wasn't. Oh, no, Mike, I'm sorry. Of, I'm sorry. Yeah, for, sorry no... Finn. I'm sorry to everybody. I'm sorry to you, Mike. <laughs> the universe was... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's a man talking about I don't do anything very well. I'm always doing a hundred things at once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this can't is brilliant. Even, can't even get the phone out of the car. Yeah. That's oh okay. God. Worst no, day ever. To have, uh, to have a, a little no phone time. They've yeah. taken the phones off our fucking my my son at school. Oh, have they? Yeah, they've got a, uh, these. They have to buy pouches. These fucking pouches they have to put them in. Why? I don't know. That's, I, I, I don't know. I, I they now they're all leaving sir, physics students, mm. trying to frantically work out how they can get this fucking thing undone because it's a magnetic. You know, when you go to the shop and you you buy a a bottle of hooch. Yeah, you probably don't, but you probably you do. You bought yeah, something, you buy you, booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you know the way they tap it off something, and there's yeah. a magnetic reaction, and it it unclips. Mm. So they got these pouches at school. They have to put their phones into the pouch, and in every classroom on the wall, if they need to get their phones out, because some of their classes now use your phone. Yeah. So you're going to tap them off the wall and whatever. And these lads are now fucking hammering them off. I'm running off all sorts of really powerful magnets, ruining this. Wrecking their phones, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiots. So they're allowed to have their phones, but they have to be in a pouch, and then they can take them out of the pouch if they need them for work, like class-related work or something, if they need to yeah. use it. It's yeah. weird. Different schools, like my daughter's school, my son's school, they're just allowed to have their phone. Mm. And then... I, think to... I can see this coming down the tracks now, that this... this crowd yonder or something they they charge you a tenner 
the parents and I can see it. it's going to go to some national fucking teaching union thing and there's going to be some guy up there going yeah we tried it at our school and you know the interactions we're getting are great now you know it's fantastic you can <laughs> fucking imagine them can't you these non-creative type people and uh yeah it's great and plus we made 250 each on the pouch so it's uh we were able to do the photocopying but we're still charging him 100 quid for photocopying why the fuck a school's charged me a hundred quid for fucking photocopying? He never gets anything photocopied. What if who, who's photocopying stuff anymore? Give let them have their phones and just fucking email them yeah, something if you want them to look at it. Exactly, that's, that's what they fucking do anyway. And they're all on apps, and they're all got their Gmail apps, and they've all got their class Gmail G, Google yeah. Classroom. They don't need a fucking photocopying. Give the hundred quid back. And why do kids have to be insured? In school? surely there's a state fucking insurance. What do you mean? Do you pay insurance? You do? Yeah, yeah. We get a breakdown now because there's a fucking app for what you, you know, you have to pay at the beginning of the year mm. or whatever. And they tell you, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, insurance and photocopying and this, that and the other. And then they're saying, don't, <laughs> school is saying, don't, um, we're trying not to text everyone now. And I think they've literally got an old fucking Nokia phone with everybody's number in it, and they go text all, as opposed to doing webmail, which you or web text, mm. which you can do for free. I think they actually go da 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 da, da and probably use more than hundred and fifty. So it's costing them a fortune to fucking text, Send the text four hundred people. Are you have you guys not got not got an app? We do, yeah. So we've got an app that everything everything comes through the app. So like. If yeah, it's VSware. Yeah, 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 yeah. VSware, oh, that's another yeah. fucking scam. And every time you pay on VSware, they they charge you two quid for a fucking. It's like it's like Ticketmaster, dirty fucking <laughs> bastards. But the thing, the pouch thing, obviously, is this company that's come up with this brilliant oh, system yeah. that you pay for, pay for yeah. the pay for the pouches, but yeah. the school gets a few quid as well. Of course, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a scam. Yeah, the, we, the, we should not be monetizing education. It's difficult enough to get people to get, you know, yeah. it's difficult enough to get parents engaged in their children's activities at school. Too the kids are never going to be engaged, but they need to engage us. They're not thinking big. Yeah, but keep putting, just stop putting up. We don't need more rules. Don't need more barriers. We don't need pouches. We don't need more payments. We don't need, it's just another layer of insanity. Yeah. And you're kind of like, who owns this company and where are they coming from? What's their what's their raison d'etre? Obviously, to make yeah. money, you know. Well, it's all mental health, isn't it? They're saying it's it's kind of mental health because your children are looking at their phones all day. It's like oh, fucking hell. And he, the funny thing is, he's got a smartwatch anyway. So he, he just fucking looks. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking at a smartwatch, going mm, yeah. two hours until I get my phone back. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, the watch is good enough that he can actually look at the internet. So it's like, oh yeah, fuck him. he's watching shit on his phone. Um, yeah, in, in Finn school, they're just allowed to have their phones, and then mm. if if the it depends on each classroom. So the teacher might be like, yeah, you can put your phones on the desk, or we're not doing anything for a while. You can have a look at your phones, or we're going to use your phones in this. And they use like G Google Classroom, and they use all that kind of stuff, so yeah. they can do their homework on their phone. That's but but they but. My son's school's uh, attitude is that they they're going to be using phones all the time in their working lives yeah. or you know non-working lives. So it should be integrated and it should be just part of. But it's yeah. more about educating parents and children about what might be on the phone, how to deal with that, rather than ignoring the phone. You know, 
like putting it, putting it in a pouch, real head in the sand shit. Like. Yeah, like in like back in the day, Mike, if we watched too too much TV, we get square eyes, and <laughs> like and before that, it was like, oh, you read too much, you know, you spend too much yeah. time uh, reading books, and you know, if, if everybody on a on a train on a commuter train was looking at the newspaper, or something saying, oh, we don't talk anymore, just people yeah, with their right. heads stuck in the yeah. newspaper, and you know, back in the <laughs> back in the day before we had trains, we used to talk. Oh, every generation thinks the, this the, is it. You know, I the mean, habits the of the... who you know the people who, who didn't want you to go on a train because your insides would would be in the previous station because they were going so quickly and whatever. They're not did being you, luddites or anything. They just did you hear that? that? Yeah, was that it, was a thing. Was it you that told me that? So the the canal, the people who ran the canals, started telling that women's uteruses would burst open because of the speed of the train if they travel by train because they were trying to keep people using the canals yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah i mean yeah. that's yeah yeah that was that's, the thing. that's always been yeah and then people started going in aircraft they were like fucking hell they're all mm. oh you guys are crazy leaving the earth are you mad mm. yeah and now the chemtrails um, yeah. is that a thing do you believe in chemtrails mike um i don't know too much about them but you know do i believe in yeah, if they're real, I believe in them. But if I think, if I think the chemtrails, the 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 theory, the is it a theory? Is a some something uh, that airplanes squirt out chemicals to keep people. Uh, basically, we inhale them. Then it keeps us um, docile. Oh, while we're in the aircraft. No, no, it's chem. It's just they're just spraying the land. They're spraying the earth. Oh no, that's. Fucking stupid shit that Auntie Doris talked about on Facebook. That's yeah, complete utter fucking madness. That's the chemtrails. That, yeah, it's not doing. It's not doing a very good job, is it? No, that's the thing. And also, it's not keeping you fucking docile with your fucking crazy, <laughs> or you crazy, crazy fucking... conspiracy theories. I don't mean you, Mike. I mean fucking mad person on on Facebook telling the world that the chemtrails yeah, exactly. are keeping us docile. It's not working. Yeah, exactly. You got to figure it out, and you're thick as shit. <laughs> if the thickest person in the town has it figured out, it's fucking... not much fucking open there. Oh, what a pile of bollocks! Mm. Yeah, that's and the, and the, so you know the the trail that the, the airplane leaves behind, which is caused by movement through the air and moisture mm-hmm. in the air. No, apparently that's not it. It's they're, they're spraying out chemicals. Oh fuck! And they've actually mm. been added to um, a classification of cloud. Yeah, because lots of people are into cloud spotting. Mm. Yeah, I like mm. it. I like it. I like to see a nice cloud. I like different... a nice cumulus nimbus. Yeah, or a nice lenticular, mm. or a mammarian. You know the oh, mammarian yeah. ones that hang. Yeah, like mammary it's, glands, like and just sort of. You know, they're full of rain. There's loads of different clouds. I quite like a cloud myself, but yeah, mm. they've um, they've, they've uh, I think there's a sub cloud. Claudio Ranieri, yeah, famous footballer manager. Who does he play for? Claudio Ranieri was a football. Was he the Irish football manager? Hello. I think he managed the Irish team. Yeah. My favorite cloud. Um, Pretty shit, then, is he? Um, he was. He was okay. Did he get us to? Um, competition once i think we might have gone to the euros and but got hammered ireland are hopeless at the moment aren't they soccer wise well um we're getting better and he's building a team of young players so he's bringing a lot of players through so he's given players like you know they're uh, he's given players 
Matt game experience and bringing young players. So he was the under 21s manager. So now he's the senior manager. So he's bringing players that he was working with at under 21 level and he's bringing them through to the senior level. So we're in a period of transition, but it's, but green shoots, the future looks bright. Got some good players in there. Okay. And well, I'm, I'm going to do my research and I'm going to start twittering about. You need to start yeah. tweeting about the Ireland team and, and, yeah. and predicting results. I don't think we have any more matches now till. Hmm. Oh, there's got to be there's going to be more matches before Christmas, maybe. Well, but it's only lost interest. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can't. You're no Gary Lineker because like Gary would have to be on it all the time. You know what I mean? Well, well, I am. I'm just you know I'm Gary Lineker today. I've reached peak Lineker. I'm actually right. better than Lineker. So now I need to go on and do maybe some sort of oil painting or something and be. Be Van, the next Van Oak. Okay. For a couple of yeah. minutes. Yeah. So you've, you've you've done the Lineker done. Tick the box. That's it. Now you want to be like a famous one of the master, one of the masters. Yeah, a pansexual. Yeah, is that no? That's not the right term. The type of artist is it? (laughs) Piss artist. I'm not calling pansexuals piss artists. I'm sorry. I take that back. I just I don't know why the word pan piss artist just came into my word my my so woke into my (laughs) mouth separately to the pansexual thing which (laughs) sounded nice sometimes i say words because they sound nice to say you know yeah oh yeah 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 i have that feeling as well my mouth gets wet and i sort of start giving out lovely words yeah 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 like sound like gibberish piss artist uh what have you been up to mike what's what's happening in county clare (sighs) fuck off (laughs) Nothing I can talk about. Yeah, I'm currently um I'm currently sort of looking for a job. Yeah. I think. Um kind of. Um yeah, I've I've been I've been to I've been through a few interview processes. Ooh. Yeah. Um has, has it been full has it been on yeah. any level? Oh yeah, yeah, fulfilling yeah. Really, or... I love a good interview. I love an interview going for a job. Do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you're being sarcastic. Now. No, 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 no. I do. Oh, love okay. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Why I ask you? Well, it, it's you know the questions you get asked sometimes are really kind of. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Yeah, like? that sort of stuff. I mean, and, that, and people are still asking that sort of question. Oh, I went to one recently, and it was none of that. It was none. There was no sort of black and white gray stuff. It was re- a real conversation. Um, and there were you know lol moments and everything in it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I did very well. I quitted myself very well. I didn't get the position. <laughs> However, Fuckers. but, um, but that's had, okay. But you had a good time. I did have a great time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was experience. Didn't expect to get the position, but that's that's another day's work. But yeah, it was very, um, <clears throat> very fulfilling. Were you going for a job that was outside your wheelhouse or like... Uh... I, I was kind of going for a job that I knew that I wouldn't get. Okay. Um, no, it wasn't outside my my, my area of expertise. expertise or anything like that. No, no, it was right. It was right up my strelza, uh, as we say. But um, there were limiting factors on whether, whether and when we could do it. So it was just was left to the side. But it was great. It was a great experience. The actual the 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 the, uh, the interview itself was very good. Okay. Well, best of luck with the with the job hunting, Mike. Yeah, but you see, you start looking for jobs, then it's like it's a complete load of bollocks. You know, there's there's jobs. I've got all my apps now. I've got things on them, and you, you put in, you know, you, you mentioned the word hotel, and it's just, oh, no, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Thanks very much. 
had enough of that shit, I can tell you. And, and there's you, probably plenty of there are gigs oodles out there. and oodles. And then you do sort of customer service type stuff. And a lot of it, I don't think I don't understand what the, the 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 sort of like CPG wanted for, you know, intense blah 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 blah. blah. And it's like it's complete gibberish and bollocks. I don't know what the industries are. That's the, that's the one thing I think. When you get to a certain age, you kind of when you're not on top of looking for jobs, you lose that shorthand. <clears throat> you know what I mean? The terms the, they're 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 modern terms they're using about yeah it's probably very straightforward but they're using these weird terms to describe what you'd probably letter. be well well yeah, able to exactly. do exactly yeah. yeah 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 mm. you read through the job then you think oh god I could do that yeah mm. it's not that difficult yeah but they're just they're just gonna you know these it's probably like they'd probably say like CF instead of customer facing and then there you go uh, client facing or whatever the hell it is yeah. and you're like somebody I mean someone said that to me recently like well this is client facing are you okay with that and I was like. Um, no, I think I'm what, what does client facing mean? Talking to so, yeah, I think in my job, it's some people work the work they do isn't client facing because they're like in they design stuff and then and then they give it to the people who look after the clients, so they'll bring the design work to the client and then they'll show it to them. So it's not really client facing, so they just kind of work away in the background and they never have to deal with um the client, as it were. So, hmm. yeah, so that would so there's yeah, there's definitely but but by by calling it CF. Yeah, yeah you, you'd often see it in, in hotel stuff. It's front facing. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Fucking face the back. <laughs> I like to deal with people with my back to them. Sorry, sir. I'm not um, I'm not front facing today. Yeah, that's a different way of dealing <laughs> with a customer complaint. Just, I'm just going to turn my back to you, sir, for a couple of moments. Do, do as you will. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. I'm not on front facing duty today, I'm afraid, sir. I'm going to turn my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My front-facing minutes are just up, I'm afraid. I shall now turn around and we carry on the conversation. You can never go off me, sir. <laughs> well, Mike, listen, I, I hope you find, I hope your dreams come true and I hope, you know. Yeah, I'm not mad about, I'm not mad about looking for a job, to be honest. No. You know, no. I'm just, I'm just, it's kind of something I'm doing. I've had a couple of, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been uh, sort of highs and lows mm. um, during the summer. I had a great, a fantastic experience flying hawks we've never talked about it actually let's um, talk let's get into it mike let's yeah, a, get a, into it a phenomenal experience it's flying um harris hawks um at a well-known castle so by. this was your job you had to learn how to yeah. were you a hawk handler uh what do you become falconer falconer become falconer yeah 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 so Although you didn't, didn't actually touch falcons oh what did you touch uh hawks you sound like Prince Andrew there for a second. I never actually touched the. <laughs> I never actually touched the Falcons. <laughs> Not in that way. I touched a few hawks. I think they were hawks. I don't know what age they were. Yeah, they were fairly old. Yeah. Old enough. Yeah. They don't sweat with it. That's fact, that's what you're asking. Of course they don't. They don't fucking swear either, which is one of the things you're telling people. Yeah, they have different ways of uh, regulating their body temperature. <laughs> hawks don't sweat neither do shite hawks like you um so you so, so you were trained to as a as a falconer yeah it came about uh, a friend of a friend of a friend um and the friend of the friend were the best buddies ever and i was at a loose end and we got talking and, and all of a sudden i'm 
uh, doing tours with a hawk attached to my hand. So you, I would take <clears throat> a Harris hawk, which is like a, a big, big enough bird, about two pounds in weight, mm-hmm. um, and take meet some meet some guests and take them for a walk in the woods with the hawk. Um, and you'd all be you'd all have gauntlets on. Now I'm cack-handed as fuck because I think when I was young I was left-handed. Yeah, it was beaten out of you. Yeah, so now I'm a shitty right-hander. Um, so um, yeah, so I mean my 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 right hand has never been particularly strong, and when I kick a ball, I'd always go for my left foot, that sort of thing. And I'm I'm sort of I don't know what I am, but I'm I'm not great with either digit. Never been very sporty as a result of that. But right. anywho. So everything in falconry, you use your left hand for the bird. So you literally have no left hand. You have a gauntlet on and you don't fucking, you you don't move it, you know. So everything is one handed with your right hand. So, uh, so to, 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 to grasp how to do a falconer's knot with one hand took me longer than most people. I think they must've thought there was something wrong with me. I just (laughs) couldn't fucking. I love the way you're like, I think they must have thought there was something wrong with me because because clearly there isn't anything wrong with me. <laughs> it was just them thinking it. I don't know why. Yeah, I fucking, the, the knot was the one thing that took me so long to do, like longer than anybody. I would have to take the gauntlet off and everything, which is really dangerous. You don't want to take that gauntlet off because those birds, those talons... Bad news. They'll rip the shit out of you. They will rip the shit out of you. Up to 200 pounds of pressure per talon. So, yeah, that's that's big. That's why you wear your your, your gauntlets. So, yeah, so the the tying up and everything was fine. And um, I was sort of, you have to man up. So the first thing you do with birds is you you man up. It's called manning. But you, you, you sit down with the bird. And get to know them. They're going to get to know your smell and the way you are and the way you talk and who you are. Now, you're not really building a relationship, but you're you're making them sort of, they, they know you. So you're a presence that's kind of constant and they know your voice. So out of the 13 birds that were there, maybe, maybe I think you've probably got about four or five at any time in a falconry that are able to fly because a lot of them, have got molting going on so if they've got their flight feathers you you you, you put them in the molting house and sort of let them off wow eat them and their feathers will sort themselves out but you can't take them out to fly it would be unfair they're not going to fly very well it's all going to be very difficult for them and it's not going to really please your clients and they probably look a bit shitty do they like they look yeah they do yeah Yeah. sometimes when they're when they're molting they can look a bit kind of rough when they're when they're just coming into full feather but they can fly absolutely perfectly so yeah well you would just say to people you know you're dealing with animals these are wild animals so there's no training in them there's they they come back for food and that is it there's no there's no affection these things aren't going to nuzzle into you and sort of go oh you're lovely and purr into you and whatever and you get that sometimes you you know you'll be walking along with a bird and you've got it on your gauntlet and they start at your buttons or something and you think oh isn't that really cute yeah and you'd almost be tempted to sort of like give them a little peck on the thing but they would take your 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 lip off wow 
Yeah, lots of falconers lose bits of the lip. If you if you actually fly falcons, you know the ones that you have to put a hood on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when um, yeah, they got the blinkers on. Well, no, it's a yeah. You you put an actual hood, not a not a blinker. Oh a yeah, hood. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why it's called. That's where we get hoodwinked from. Oh. So you, but you put that. So you've got the bird on your left hand, you've got the hood on your right hand, and you put it up over the beak of a live raptor, and then you have to tie it on. So you you've got to tie at one end, and then you use your mouth to tie as it. the tight as the tightening. Wow that strap and a lot of people if you're not on the ball that bird will hear you and kind of go <laughs> take a lump out of your lip because <laughs> you're literally at that level and you're a centimeter away from their head so yeah but you put them in there and the, and falcons kind of like that closed in feeling they get really they feel comforted by it it's like being i don't know where it's like being back in the womb or whatever but you can literally hoodwink one Put it standing in a perch in a car and drive off. And, and they'll just, just stay there. And so so if they can't see anything, nothing nothing mm -hmm. exists or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah. Not, there's nothing happening. Pretty much, yeah. They calm down within about a minute. And then when you unhood them, and this is falcons, not not really hawks, you unhood them, they sort of they scan, they do a 3D scan almost of where they are. Yeah. And they'll really take their time. Because at this stage you you've got You've got them tied onto your hand with uh, with with um, little ropes, little leather ropes, little leather straps, yeah. which I've forgotten the name for now, which I shouldn't have forgotten the name for. So, um, but yeah, so the tethers, they're actually, they've got flying straps and they've got tether, a tether which you tie and you, you actually put it under your thumb. So that's where the saying under your thumb comes from. No. Thousands of terms we use today, about 800, I think. Um, uh, falconry. So you put it under your thumb, so you keep them under your thumb and with the rest of it, that, that tether, you wrap it around your little finger. So you wrap stuff around your finger, you keep it under the thumb and the reason you, you wrap it is because you don't want that bird getting off and flying away with a long tether. So somebody's because... been under your thumb or wrapped around your little finger, both of those terms come from... Yep. Holy shit. Where and can I tell? Where can I tell? Inadvertently. Nile Hatch, the head of yeah, Bird, exactly. Bird, Bird, Birdwatch Ireland. RSPB. Yeah, somebody was talking somebody was tweeting about him somebody today. Somebody tweeted today. Emma Langford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nile Hatch. Yeah, very good. Um, so the tether, if you let the bird go with the big tether attached to it, they become really confused because they're gonna fly into a tree and they'll get wrapped around stuff and they'll be at the end of their tether. Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, there's loads of falconry terms. And you're telling this to the people as you're doing it and you're explaining what's going on and you, you know, you release the bird and you you, you take these birds out for a walk and you release a Harris hawk or whatever. I was flying Harris hawks. You release it off into the tree. And, I, you know, I used to say to people, the first rule of falconry is hope that fucking bird comes back. Because <laughs> at this stage, they're off. Yeah. Oh, they're so off. they could just. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they'll come back because it's easy food and they don't have to hunt for it and they, they know they can get food off you. So that's why they come back. Absolutely. Yeah. But I was released on more than one occasion. I've been talking to people and these birds are always scanning all the time. So you're talking away to the people. You're kind of saying what your name is, what the bird's name is, what it's been doing, what weight it is. It's a good weight for flying. 
Um, you're telling them sort of bits and pieces about the facts of the bird and where they come from and whatever. And all of a sudden you're in the woods and you're saying, okay, I'm going to undo this strap. Now the bird is completely free to go. And the bird you might have noticed because they can, they can focus um, at the same time at about 70 degrees, 40 degrees and dead straight. Wow. So when they're looking, you feel like they're looking through you, but they're not, they're looking around almost. Um, and you release these birds and, on more than one occasion, I just threw it up as if it was going to go into a tree. You know, they kind of get the body movement of being launched off. Yeah. And uh, now, straight down, caught a mouse, <gasps> eat the mouse up a tree. That's it. Game over. Wow. They're not, they're not going to come for the little tidbit. That's a tidbit, by the way, that little bit of food you put on. That's a, a that's tidbit. A tidbit where uh, it comes from. Okay. So the bird will then sit up in the tree. And if it's a big mouse... He's going to go, no, it's, what's in it for me? There's nothing down there. I'm we, stuffed. We, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. There you go. Oh my so they have a crop God. that they fill with food. And if it gets too big, it can become like the size of a tennis ball. Almost. This bag that the enzymes kind of digest all the yeah, food. Yeah, and that the allows stomach. them to, to to bring it back up then to regurgitate yes. for the for exactly. the chicks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. For no, the no, mate, no, no, for no. Them. no, they pelletize their their made stuff and whatever. If they're okay. gonna, if they're going to catch stuff, they bring it back to the chicks. They just catch it, carry it, and bring it. Oh. Yeah, they're not sort of like. Bleh. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But yeah, they fly off. And then there was one male bird there who just <laughs> to fly off and just fuck off for a couple of days. And and would come back then eventually. Why would he come back? Yeah. Well, you'd have a little telemetry on them. You'd have a little wire where you'd go and you'd be like, you know, David Attenborough, like, dip, 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 because even though these are big, you know, sort of, say, 18-inch, maybe? Yeah. Three-foot wingspan, big birds. They sit in a tree. You can't yeah. see them. No. We've got a bell attached, but they have to be moving to activate the bell. And the closer you get to them, the, the less... more they know not to use the bell. Yeah. Because because yeah. we often look, we when we're you probably do the same, but when, when I'm driving around and you get them a lot now, buzzards and mm. and types of hawks. I'm always I, I need to do red my kites. Yeah, yeah, red yeah. kites. I'm trying to do my research to see what type of like. I presume there's falcons, peregrine falcons around. You're not going to see peregrine no? falcons very much. You're going to see a lot of kestrels. I've seen I see a lot of kestrels, so they'll yeah. be like just hovering. Yes, by the uh, roadside. The, the red kites are very V-shaped wing. And, and they've, they've got, got a tail, a fork on their tail. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. The buzzards yeah. are much more stubby, big. Yeah. Uh, peregrine falcon, you will see, but they have, they're fascinating. I could talk about peregrine falcons all day. Yeah, so could I. Tell me. <laughs> so what would I, so, so what would I see around? So just buzzards, kites and falcon and kestrels. kestrels. I wouldn't yeah, see any, the... any other kind of hawks. Uh, probably not. No. not on the motorways. Not on the motorways, but maybe yeah. say around oh, you might smaller see roads. Little, or... You might see hobbies. What's um, that? Which are hobby, a little hobby, um, which have got a yellow leg. I think is what sort of, and they're smaller. Okay, no, than a peregrine. Um, and you'll see sparrowhawks. Oh, maybe sparrowhawks. Yes. Sparrowhawks are the ones that go into your garden, and they often hit the windows. Oh, and they'll kill, they'll kill yeah. the robins or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're fantastic. And they and they are really real fine diners. Sparrowhawks and um yeah, uh, and uh, falcons, peregrines are real fine diners. They actually peck everything, bones, feathers off, and just eat the lean meat. Wow. Those are so efficient. 
So other birds like owls and hawks, buzzards and whatever will just eat, get it in them. Job done. But if you've got a chance of going to an eerie up above somewhere and doing a bit of fine dining, having a glass of wine and taking your time, you, you would just, you would eat more properly. So as not, because it takes energy to digest the bones, takes mm. energy to do everything. It's all about trade-off between eating and not, you know, sort of energy. And most raptors, and raptors come, they come from the Latin rapere, which is to grip, to like ratchets. These hawks we, we, we flew, the Harris hawks, yeah. um, they see something they get a reaction to it and they go down onto the ground. So they'll, they'll hunt on the ground. So they'll go down from a tree and hunt something like a, another bird on the ground or a rodent or whatever. Um, and their hormones kick in. So they go, they go down, they grab. And for that about a minute, their hormones are racing so much. They get so much of an adrenaline rush. They can't let go of what they've caught. So they've got like little ratchet straps that tighten and nothing they cannot willfully loosen so when they're on the ground they're really open to predation which is why they make themselves huge so they make themselves sort of the wings out and sort of you know that they look almost like a big dog on the ground yeah um and they, they fluff they, themselves puff themselves up puff chest themselves up, up and put their weight and put their wings around and uh, there is a phrase for it and i forget it now somebody else will tell us no doubt and they cover the food, and for about a minute, they can't do anything. And you know, some and their strike rate isn't great because they're hunting along the ground. Wow! And, so and they could, these... so they have nothing gripped, but they have to wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just hanging on to leaves and old vines and stuff and grass, Fucking like idiots, kind of, kind of embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Just get some leaves there. I meant to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fascinating, and 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 peregrines, which you want to know about. Yeah, um, I uh, do. What are they? Uh, Falco peregrinensis. So they're uh, they're the they're wandering. They're a wandering species of bird. They do nest in various places, obviously, to have their young and whatever. But they they talk about them going on their peregrinations. You know, so that's where that word comes from. You go on your peregrinations. That's it, traveling around. So. So they 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 use a different tactic of uh, of 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 killing their prey. So they go up on a thermal, yeah, and they go up to six seven thousand feet, whatever whatever height they want to go, um, and they look down on birds that are flying below them. So their flight deck is higher than the sort of the they they love pigeons. Pigeons are quite low flyers, flappy, really obvious kind of, you know that sort of big flap they've got tick. Yeah, thick, exactly, and full of meat. So your 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 falcon, your peregrine falcon will be up having a look, and it'll look down and it'll go right. Okay, there's nothing below. There's nothing to the side. This is going to be a nice clean, you know, kill. And they go down to almost vertical stoop. It's called a stoop. Uh -huh. And within three wing beats, they can be in excess of two hundred miles an hour. And and they reach speeds of maximum. I think they've been recorded is two hundred and forty six from memory miles an hour. No way. Yeah, fastest living thing on the planet, bar none. Like without a doubt. And they will attack the bird from. So this 
pigeon's flying along. All it sees is maybe a shadow, and that's the last thing it sees. And it will grip that wrapper, that raptor wrap, but it can actually function its uh, talons. Yeah. So it can let them go. It can punch. So it actually punches and breaks the back of the bird. Ideally, that's the easiest thing to do. 250 miles an hour, bang, that bird is done. But it's all about then the capture of that prey because you've got all sorts of stuff. All of a sudden, there's a bit of a... And there's crows coming and there's everything coming at you thinking, oh, that falcon's caught something. I'm bigger than him. I'll go and take it off him. So what they what they need to be able to do is turn really quickly to that bird. So they'll they'll come down, they'll punch, and in one fell swoop, mm-hmm. they'll turn around that bird, grab it, and they use this tomial tooth, a little a little peak of tooth that comes right at the end of their beak and they'll slash the throat <gasps> so that that bird that they've killed they know it to be absolutely 100% dead and then they can rip onto it and this is all done when they're tumbling this is all done at like an excess of about 100 miles an hour at this stage they've slowed down the impact but they're still going really quickly and then they get themselves into a sort of upward position and go off to their eerie to eat but in that tumble, somebody has put one of the, the you know, there's G counters on them. So they can be in excess of 25 Gs. So humans with suits full of oxygen and all sorts of stuff can just about reach 10 G. And the smallest G thing that they had that, that goes up to 25 was like maxed out on these guys. They do such acrobatics with their you know with their with themselves 25 and g's it sounds like a large rap hip-hop collective like 50 cents and 25 g's oh my g's collab <laughs> yeah so it was very very interesting dealing with uh, all these raptors amazing did you learn all that stuff or did you know all that stuff anyway i knew little bits and pieces but when you when you do you kind of we used to take people back to the muse um which is a was a place where you'd you'd keep the birds in at night in the aviary or whatever so we take people back and show them and we had other species of birds we had lanner falcons which are the falcons they had their own sarcophagi in the pyramids you know remember those little sarcophagi yeah yeah tutankhamun's they're lanner falcons and and actually i think a couple of countries went broke because they had to spend so much burying their king because the Lanner Falcons became so expensive. They were the Ferraris of their day. So if you wanted to, you know, bury something and these Lanner Falcons were going to take you to heaven quicker. Okay. You know? And they would put sometimes upwards of 200 Lanner Falcons. And they would they be dead? Yeah. They'd kill them. Yeah. And then bury them. And then <clears throat> the dead yeah. Falcons would, would bring, yeah. take you to heaven. Yeah, yeah, doesn't make much sense. Really. No, it doesn't, but you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, we claim to know better now, but do we, Mike? I don't think no, so. Look at the people talking about on Facebook, talking about stuff coming out of planes. Exactly. I'd rather be flying up to heaven with a load of Lanner Falcons than yeah. worrying about chemtrails, to be honest. Exactly. Jeez, we don't have enough money for the Lanner Falcons. Fucking hell. He'll have us broke. <laughs> well, you see, again, people who had hawks 
would have been the lower class people. The falconry were upend, you know, because you would originally you would have hunted with falcons. You had a dog and you'd have a falcon. So you'd send your dog in, your dog would point. And this is like the 1600s or whatever. Dog would point. The dog would then you you would uh, you'd let your your falcon would be up here. You do one whistle for the dog. He'd go raise your pheasant, and then you'd go for your falcon. Your falcon would come down, grab the pheasant, and then the dog would go take the pheasant off the falcon, bring it back to you. Wow! Yeah, that's what they used to do. That is insane. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm it's. I saw somebody actually tweeting about this. Um, it's funny how you become interested in birds because, like, you know, for a lot of your life, you're just walking mm. around, no, no interest in. And then, and then it's like one day, bang! You're like, oh my god, look at all these yeah, beautiful yeah. creatures. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the, um, I'm in, I'm, I'm, you know, I know I'm an adult, old man now that I'm looking out for birds and pointing. No, them out but to I people. think there's nothing better than looking at a bit, bit of wildlife. Yeah, you know, and and also when you look up, people are out walking all the time, right? And they they think, huh, I looked up and I just happened to see a big hawk, you know, a buzzard up in the sky. You know, that's because I'm a male hunter or whatever. It's not. What's happening is, and this is something that we've forgotten, mm -hmm. um, we've left behind us when we were sort of uh, <gasps> hunter-gatherers. Oh. All the ground birds are going, tweet, 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 tweet. we're still picking up on that. We're still reading our environment. You don't just by chance look up and see a hawk, but every time you do kind of look up, you, you, you know, you think, oh, and there might be something screaming up there as well. So you'll have ground alarms you'll have air alarms so there's and something you... in the air that's making you look up and check exactly yeah. like and uh, like all the other animals so the next time you look up at something kestrel or whatever because you, you spend most of your time looking forward yeah. like you're not you don't want to fall over but yeah every once in a while you look up and and chances are you see something when you look up and it's not just if you just stop in that moment you'll hear something calling there's an alarm somewhere Something is alerted. Maybe you. like the crows will be going mad or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah, they'll be mobbing something. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely fascinating, absolutely fascinating. You should do a TV show. You should do a radio show. You should do a I podcast. Should, I should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you should do a podcast with somebody who's like, who's like, has the wherewithal to do a more regular podcast. That's what you should. That's do. okay. Listen, we we never set out to do anything. We just you know, this was a chat. This is like I, debrief. I am. Um, so well, I've you been... have been busy doing two podcasts. Sorry to cut across to you. You've been very busy doing podcasts. Oh, well, I did a few. Yeah. I, like I had a few. Yeah. Someone contacted me that a book coming out. Um, So I interviewed that. I think I talked about that already. No, um, no, we haven't. And they were very, very good. Oh, you did you listen to them? Out. Yeah, of course. I, did. I should. I should do. I should what? <laughs> you should give them a <laughs> shout out. Check, 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 check check them out yeah well no i was just saying to the people who are listening that oh, they yeah, should sorry. go back and listen to the other ones that come <laughs> i out. thought you're talking to me I didn't, oh. I was, um i thought this one was very good um the stream of everything is the book about um your about, man canoeing about the man canoeing down the stream and why is his name john o'connor john john connor john connor yeah uh wrote, wrote the book yeah and it was very good uh, but I have this one in front of me, um, and this is um, going back. Scobie's Scobie Dunn, who's run out of road, and this is Eugene O'Brien. Yes, and he yeah. wrote he wrote the TV series Pure Mule, and he wrote the the play Eden, 
And uh, this is the new book, which is basically Scobie, who is the main character in Pure Mule, him at the age of 40. So he's come back from Australia and he's come back to Eden, Eden Derry, basically, um, to catch up with everybody. It's, you know, his, his life has kind of fallen apart. And that was a really interesting chat. Um, so you should definitely ch- 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 check, check it out. It out. Yeah. I thought they were both fascinating, actually. Oh, thanks, Michael. The guy in the middle of, uh, yeah, well, there the was more they were fascinating rather than you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you for uh, um, uh, complimenting my ability to draw the people. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, no, no, you were, you were, you know, you listen. That, that's quite a good thing. Pardon? Um, What's that? What was that? I'm just talking all the time. I'm going to shut up now. You're going to say something. Um, so yeah, listen to other podcasts that we've did. Okay, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I was contacted. I've been chatting to this person about a TV show thing. Not, not, but like a, an existing TV show. I won't get into the details. Okay. But they're looking for kind of like features, you know, like because because oh, yeah. I've done that before in the past. I've done like the out and about, uh, reporter from you know, uh, like I've done it. Like we did did one down in Dingle looking for for fungi and. You know, it's yes. a bit of crack. It's kind of funny. I did one at the ploughing one year. It's a bit of, you know, I, I would do it in a sort of a, not piss takey, but like funny sort of way, you know. Um, so, yeah, I have, so I have to kind of go back to this guy with some ideas about uh, kind of features, sort of like that, but, you know, regular things. Um, so I've been trying to think about the things that I used to li- like to watch. Like when I, I, I used to watch, you would, would have been a big fan of The Big Breakfast, would you, back in the oh, day? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I used to love when they used to have, I think it was Mark Lamar initially, but he'd be out somewhere and they'd either get him to knock on people's doors and get them out to do challenges or go on. It wasn't your man doing it. Um, He died. Oh, Christ. Cheggers. Cheggers. Cheggers yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cheggers um, did it and he, there was one where he went into the, the, uh, the, of, the bedroom of uh, Richard E. Grant or something. No, it was your man who does the. Uh, wow, yeah. this is beautiful. Um, knowing me, knowing you. Oh, Partridge. Yes, Partridge. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It was Steve Coogan, and Steve Coogan had just won an award the night before, mm. and probably had had a late night. Like it was probably a BAFTA or something like that. Yeah. And he went into the hotel room, and Steve was there with a female friend, wasn't he? Is that right? Kind of just getting up. Which I thought was just brilliant. Like embarrassing when you like, you know, when the parents walk into your hotel room and you've got somebody in there with you. It's kind of that kind of conversation, like the elephant in the room. But it was, it was like, so yeah. weird, but it was like, but it was kind of yeah. cool. And Coogan was seemed all right with it, didn't he? Yeah. He was. And, and, and those programs, I mean, Chris Evans was phenomenal at that sort of stuff. Mm. TFI Friday. Don't forget your toothbrush. Um, don't forget your you toothbrush. Know. I forgot about that. Yeah. Don't forget your toothbrush. When he used to golf, when he used to have the curry. Remember, and he would he would tee it off, and 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 like the crowd would hit me with the curry, and he would just like put a like a like a chicken dansack or something on a tee and wallop it into the. <laughs> That's right, because they were on the other side of the canal or something, were they? No, they were in the audience. No, oh, were no, they? The canal was TFI. Yeah, no, that was that was. Yeah, the the canal was uh, TFI was big breakfast. Was but was lucky, well, yes, lucky, both of them actually, yeah, lock, and, yeah that's right, yeah. Um, wow. so I need so I need to come up with uh, some features that kind of like that, you know. So, um, I've, I've been thinking of that kind of like I'd love to, it's kind of just meeting characters, trying to meet characters, um, people on the street, um, oh, and yeah. I'd, I'd love to do that kind of like knocking on doors or um, getting people out of their house to do different challenges or, um, 
so just basically I'm just saying and hoping that Mike you you might come up with some ideas for me. What well, was your what, the, what were your favorite features? Well, features on TV um oh Christ or radio. Um oh, Oi Billy was the best one I think when when Chris Evans was on GLR he get he get so in the very early days of having mobile phones you'd ring him up and he'd go are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay, wind down your window. Is your window down? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you? I'm on Tooting High Street. Okay, okay. Okay, we're going to let you go. And you go, toot your horn and go, Oi, Billy! <laughs> and that was it. That was the big feature. But people got to know it. And it was like, fuck off, Chris. Oh, people <laughs> would show back, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, Steve Wright in the afternoon, who just retired this week. Yeah. Oh, did he? Oh. Was phenomenal. I mean... I mean, he used to have Elvis on, the guy that was an Elvis impersonator, to answer really difficult questions like astrophysics stuff. I'm, I'm really great here. I'm glad you called me. I want to talk about the differential of gravity between us and Mars. It was fucking brilliant. And the old woman, he had an old woman on. Remember? Do you remember this sort of stuff? No, I didn't. I wouldn't have listened to a lot of uh, Yeah, he, he was the king of them. Um, he had old woman. It was just an old woman. What would she do? Be, she'd be sitting in there going, "Now you can't talk about. You were very rude to that man who came <laughs> while ago. Yeah, well, he was—he's an actor, and we were just taking a mic. No, you were very rude. We didn't offer him a cake. Right? She was just an old woman, and she'd just be <laughs> giving out to him. Yeah, yeah. We're like, no, we've got the old woman. Um, yeah, I'd have uh, little bits and pieces. Um, of course. Um, oh, um, Harry Wogan used to get people he he you know his his shows were pretty much scripted by people who wrote in um and oh there was a whole series of um do you remember peter and jane books yeah yeah so it was uh two people was it oh i can't remember the name it was let's say it was peter and jane peter's at work today and they would do a story with just full of double entendres. You can look, they're all on the internet. I'll send you a link to some. And people who are listening can obviously listen to them. They just get so foul and double entendrish that he often just lost the plot. And the, everybody in there with him would just lose them. And you'd hear this like, <laughs> that sort of stuff. He just fucking go. He's an awful man for just like losing the run of himself. Laughing, and this is uh, Walden, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what was it called? Terry and June? No, not Terry and June. Something like that. Yeah. Peter, Google, Jane, Google, and Google. yeah. Who was it? I'm going to Google it now because it's really annoying me. Uh, I think I think Walden the the actual one was something and Jane. Peter and Jane, yeah. Peter and Jane. Um. Anyway, so I need to. Uh, so that's what I need to do. Kind of for over the next couple of days is come up with some some ideas for interesting television bits that I could do out and about. So if you think Jan of anything. Janet and John. Janet and John. Okay. Janet and John. And and the stories would be like Janet and John and the church organ. Oh, so, okay. You know, there would be pipes and can you wrap your whatever around my organ? Yes, I can. And it was always John was going out and he'd meet some really boxy young lady. And he'd tell the story of what happened to him during the day to the wife when he got home. And, of course, it would just be 
you know, wild and wild. Yeah. So what are you you're going to do something on on TV then, effectively? Yeah. So it'll be little... part of another show, and I would just be like, they'd go live to me, maybe in the street doing something, you know. Oh yeah. So it's just a matter of coming up with something that's regular, sort of like a regular sort of theme that you could sort of, you know. Um, it could be anything. It could be, you know, visiting old folks' homes and, you know, getting to do their talents or, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the talents. Animal talents. <laughs> but um, but I like, I, I suppose I like the idea of being the stunt guy or, you know, being sent to do, to try something, you know, uh, sent out to jump off a bridge or, you know, to, but just trying something uh, kind of crazy. Well, you could definitely do a hawk walk. A hawk walk would be good, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And the chap who I worked for is probably one of the most um, interesting and inspirational people that you will ever meet. Really? Is he a character? Is he good crack? Phenomenal crack. Mm. But literally the most out there person I've ever had the privilege of meeting. You know, oh. as in that like, he's like, like he's, he's not he's not he's not on this planet. He's just um, his whole way of working and everything is just going to. You know, let's just all relax. Let's take time out to have fun. Wow. It was just, oh, yeah, just. And was he your boss then? Effectively? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he ran. He couldn't, couldn't meet a nicer person. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's and, you've, and, and you've met me, so that's quite, that's quite yeah, a he's, thing yeah. to say. I mean, you'd be sort of low-grade nice. Mm. He's really, you know. Really nice. Yeah, diamond geezer. <laughs> what would I be? Bit of, bit of nickel. Bit of coal. <laughs> Fiery, burns Arse, Yeah, nothing left but dust when he leaves the room. <laughs> oh Jesus! Anyway, I'm gonna have to come up with some some things for that. But uh, in the meantime, do you have any quick check it outs before we? Before I have about we... 150,000. Oh, we never really did any the last. That's time, okay. Really. No, we didn't. Give us something. Give us something, Mike. So we were talking about earlier on. I've been checking out. This is not a check it out. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about. One Don't of the best check, songs check, ever. check, check, check it out. Yeah, go yeah, on. Uh, Jim Crochet, Remember operator. Crochet? Yeah, operator. In fact, I heard the worst song ever this week, and oh. I was reminded of it because it came on the radio, and it's been on twice. It must have been on one of those chart shows on BBC Two and um, RTE Gold. Do them. Will Lee he does the um, you know this week. In 1979, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's Counting Crows, Big Yellow Taxi. Do you not like it? Possibly the... Oh. I only learned of that song, the original version of that song, from the Counting Crows, because that was like around the 90s, and they were kind of lumped into like kind of grungy sort of... Yeah, you know. but they were nothing but... They were they were just... Oh! Um. Yeah. I don't mind that song, Mike. Oh no, it really, it really gets to me. Yeah. I mean, well, it's ja I, I is it Janis Joplin as the original? Is it? Is it Janis no, Joplin? it would be uh, what Johnny Mitchell. Johnny Mitchell. Johnny I, always Mitchell. Get, I always get those. I don't like the original much either, but I really dislike. <laughs> oh, I love the original. That's a great song, Mike. That's. Yeah. I wasn't gonna. I, I thought you said worse. Like if you were saying worst song ever, you'd be saying like, you know, the Cheeky Girls or something like that. You know, oh, well, the Cheeky Girls kind of poppy. <laughs> We are the cheeky girls, you are the cheeky boy, touch my bum. Hang on a second, Mike, there's a knock on the door. Yes, Finn? Do you, do you need to come in, Finn? There's a ghost. 
the door just opened by itself. Uh, another hour, but it's. Uh, I'll be finished this then. I'll be finished. It's not seventy five. Seventy five past five. Who? But, but I just need to finish this and then we can talk. Uh, five minutes. Five minutes max. You're in deep trouble. I'm in big trouble for something like just innocently not just going about my business. <laughs> like it's my children. Like they want you to do shit with them. Do you know what I mean? Like what? What's that all about? Yeah, get to that stage. Yeah, there's a phase when they they actually we're whispering them because yeah. uh, Finn might hear. There's a there's a phase when they actually want to get actively involved. Fortunately, I'm at the phase now where they want to get actively, completely not involved. Not involved at all. Yeah. I should embrace this time, you know. I should be loving it. But but you see, you see, Has I he could... just gone downstairs and unplugged your router because you said the internet's gone to shit. Probably. Oh, probably, Mike. Oh, <laughs> fuck my <laughs> life. <laughs> Oh God! Is it really bad? Is it really bad? Uh, yeah, you're kind of invisible, and you keep stopping, but that's okay. Yeah, you keep stopping. Maybe we should wrap it up and and get on get on the uh, yeah. Oh fuck me! You've gone all together now. I'm still here, Mike. Oh, thank God. Um, give us a give us a check ch- ch- check it out. Okay, I'm going to go big here or go home. Ray Donovan. Oh yes. Why? Why did nobody tell me about Ray Donovan? Okay. Well, I don't. I've I'd heard about Ray Donovan in passing. I've never watched it. I think a friend of mine used to watch it and probably recommended to me. But I don't like people recommending shit to me. Mike, you don't like people recommending stuff to you either. If people tell you to look at something, you're more likely to. You prefer when you find stuff yourself. So that yeah, but my it was somebody. My brother actually told me to watch Ray Donovan. He's been going on about it for months. And I was really scratching the bottom of the barrel there. I'd, I'd, st- I'd given up on Fargo. I'd given up on quite a number of things that I tried to watch. But Ray Donovan, I've only just watched, I binge watched in a week the first season. It's just, it's wow. phenomenal television. What's it about? What's it like? Um, is it Irish, Boston family? John Voigt is the head of the family. Ray Donovan is one of his sons, one of his three sons. There's a bit of clerical abuse in it. Um, all stems from abuse from the Catholic Church, but that's not the that's an underlying sort of thing that goes through it. It's just Ray Donovan. It's very much like um, I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Oh wow! But it's modern. Yeah, um, it's eight years old, I think, or nine years old. Um, in, in the way I say it's like Uhtred, son of Uhtred, is because every week he beats the living shit out of someone. <laughs> okay, and he does something fucking terrible and gets himself yes. in a lot of trouble. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, they they get themselves in, worked up into a thing, uh, and he beats the living daylights out, or gets the shit beaten out of him, or gets shot or something. It's just very, very, very well acted, really good TV, and I can't. And uh, you know, John Voice is in it. Um, the guy who plays Ray Donovan is Liv Schreiber. Um, he's been in a couple of Marvel movies and stuff. You'd know his head. Yeah, I know the name anyway. Yeah, but he's he's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And the people that play his brothers are equally good. Bunchy and Terry. And, and, and the father, John Voigt, is fucking stellar. 
Um, never really liked him as an actor, but in this, he's brilliant. He's got a couple of dance moves and he uses them all the time. He's just, you know, he's an old school gangster just okay. out of prison. Brilliant. What's the guy's name? Liv what? Liv Schreiber. L-I-E-V. Schreiber. Schreiber. Oh, there he is. Yeah, Liv Schreiber. Oh, yeah, yeah I recognise him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think I've seen. Think and you don't think he's going to carry it. When I first started looking at it, I thought, he's not going to be able to carry this. He's not yeah. that good. He's just mean and moody and horrible. Yeah. Wow. Very good, yeah. Yeah, very, very, very good. And um, and 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 the other thing I have for um, ch 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 get out is um, She Hulk. Um, even though Irish MJ, who gave us some awards last year for the best podcast, you might oh, remember yeah. him. Yeah. Um, he said it was just all right. I think in, in one of his uh, tweets. Right. I, I liked it. Um, where are you watching this, Mike? Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, very very good. And it's um, the Hulk, but a female Hulk. Yes, and it's just kind of funny. It's a bit popcorny, but um, you know she goes out and get pissed and stuff, and mm. you know it's it's very yeah it's very funny. Um, and and last but not least, a podcast that I'm addicted to is The Truth. Oh, is this uh, on wherever you get your podcast, or is it BBC I Sounds? Get it, I get it. No, this is not a BBC Sounds one. This is uh, Google. Google Podcast. Okay. So it's got probably everywhere else. Yeah, it is everywhere else. It's I the, really need a new podcast. I'm delighted with this, Mike. It is The Truth. It's um, little 20-minute stories, all single stories, all written specifically for this podcast. They're like little radio plays, um, but they're really quirky and odd. And you just think to yourself, where the fuck do these people get these ideas from? And uh, are they true? No. Oh. They're acted. Um, I think the truth is the irony. Okay, so they're like short stories. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The are, novellas. You, are you inspired by them, Mike? Inspired to take up the quill once more? I am, actually, yeah. I've been inspired more and more frequently recently to taking up the quill. Good. Actually, yeah, I have a couple of ideas now. Do it, Mike. Do it. Yeah. You're you're wasted. <laughs> You're literally wasted, man. That's, that's another fucking issue. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're wasted. Um, I have lots. I've I've checked. I've I've been watching uh, House of the Dragon. Oh, oh, have you watched this week's one? Because I was no, about to get onto that. No, but uh, but don't. I I believe lots. There's lots of changes. I don't, I, I, yeah, don't tell me. Uh, is there a big cast change? Well, I. Th- I because I you, rem- you remember with the, with the Game of Thrones, it was like the Red Wedding, and like there was they, they had episodes where like nearly everybody died. Ah, then. yeah, but this is com- this is completely different. I I watched it and was an avid watcher, and I went to the next episode. And I played it and I thought, "Fuck me, the streaming service have got this wrong." I was like, "I'm confused." You know, I'm easily confused, but not really during sort of television when there's dragons and stuff on it. Some it just it d- didn't. It just yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're playing. At. I really have no. Okay. Idea. All right. Yeah. So there's no big event that you're going. Oh, okay, that's happened. No. 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 It's just a whole yeah. change. Some complete big, big seismic change. Okay. Well, what episode are you on? Six is it this week? Okay. Yeah. So I'm on three. I think. 
Okay, yeah. it's good. Don't get me wrong. I think it's quite good. Um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting this to happen. Okay, okay. I look forward to that. Uh, I'm enjoying it though. Um, uh, I love the shit. I love the shit when I'm watching that stuff. I love it when like I love the battle, um, or the the crab feeders or oh, something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. I love that battle. The guy with the half melted face. Yes, hanging out in the cave, and then the king's brother going in to kill him. Um, yeah, who who I can't get out of my head as being um, Prince Philip. Yes. Yeah, he's, Again, especially he's, young... he's one of these. He's one of these kind of cumberpatchy type heroes. He's really thin and tall. And he just mm. doesn't kind of do it for me, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's good. I think he's good. I think he's just. He, he, I think he's playing that part well. Um, but yeah, I keep thinking of Prince Andrew, uh, Prince Philip. Philip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, the guy in the cave with the melted face, he looked more like Prince Philip. An older Prince Philip before he died. Um. So I've been watching that. That's good. I recommend that. And uh, Better Call Saul. I think I'm on series. I think I'm getting to the good stuff now because I persevered. Yeah, um, good man. Yeah. I think I'm on series three or four, maybe four, I think. It gets uh, better. Right. As, as soon as his brother is out of the way, it picks up. Okay, so the brother's dead. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, the brother's <laughs> dead. <laughs> really bad reviews. When the brother dies. The brother gets good. But you have to... Because I was like, oh god, I'm not really enjoying this. Those episodes, mm. those bits, there's bits where I'm letting, I'm just letting it play, and I'm looking at my phone, and I'm just like, well, Mike said stick with it, so I'm just going to stick with it. Get get through the episodes, you know. I put I put the groundwork in, so now I'm hoping to reap the rewards. Although I did love the stuff with your man Mike whenever he was involved. Brilliant. The ex cop, I thought he was yes. brilliant. Played he gets, brilliantly. He gets more and more. I really even loved yeah. when he just went into the the the, the company that. Um, you know, he's laundering his money through this company, so he's his, his job is security advisor, yes. and they're paying him the money. I loved when he turned up at the plant and just started driving around. I just thought that was I loved that. I just love his character. Um, he's brilliant. Yeah, and I and I, him. I like the guy who loves who owns the chicken restaurant as well. But I, I'd imagine he's queer evil. Oh yeah, did you not watch Breaking Bad then? Not really, no. Oh okay. Oh so really? so I. I mean, I th- I've, I saw bits of it and I recognize some of the guys and I'm like from, but I can't, I don't know when and where, but I know, I think, I think the guy who uh, is, was Mike's, so you remember Mike started helping this guy out, who's his minder when he, when he made the, when he, he was selling the pills to the, to the, oh, I can't even think of his name. So this, yes. so one of the drug dealer dudes from the gang. He's a young guy. His dad owns the upholstery, the car upholstery company. That yes, guy. Yes. Is yes, he the yes. guy that ends up being kidnapped by Walter, and he ha- and he's handcuffed to a pole in his basement? No. Okay. No. Bye. No. 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 I don't think so. But he's probably associated to that family. He's they're connected in some way. Yeah, he's very very good. Anyway, we're just kind of rambling now, Mike. But yes, uh, okay. Better Call Saul need, is very good. You need to go to the shop. Mike is very good. And I need to go and see what is going on with my 13-year-old, 14-year-old going on, 19-year-old son. Um, but, Mike, it was beautiful to talk to you. It's been beautiful listening to you. It's been beautiful talking been to you. great having a chat. I've, I've, um, I've enjoyed it. Feeling quite emotional these days, but it's good to connect, you know. Oh. Good to connect. Yeah, that, that's, that's odd. That's good, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. I thought you were meaning you were feeling quite like negatively emotional. Well, it, it's ups and downs, Mike. Ups and downs, but it's wow. it's getting better. It's getting better. We need to do this more often. We do we need to get to the bottom of that. We do. We do. Not to your bottom. Sorry. Let's get to let's get to the bottom of my bottom. Mm. It will all feel better. Mike, best of luck with the job hunting if you if you choose to continue to, <laughs> to, to do it. I can be asked. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> Jobs are overrated. Money, who needs it? Yeah. Hey, yeah. who cleaned up all okay. the jeans from behind you, man? Uh, uh, well, we yeah, we had a bit of a clear out. Oh. Yeah, the wall of denim is gone. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we you, you, keep on top of stuff. You now. guys are looking smart over, down there in Clare. Oh, it helps that Sally Ann's away for the weekend in uh, Portugal. Okay, so everything's yeah. organised and tidy. Exactly, it gives me an idea, it gives me a chance to get in and actually clean stuff. Uh, there's a band I'm managing, because obviously yes. I, I don't do enough. They're called SCO, S-C-O-T-H, which means excellent in Irish. What is it? You need to check that. S-C-O-T-H, Scott. Scott. I don't know whether you pronounce the T-H or not, or whether it's just Scott. But they're brilliant. I should ask them, seeing as I'm managing them. Um, and they're playing in Whelan's on the 13th of October, which is a Thursday evening. Uh, it's about 11 days away. And they're going to be absolutely huge, Mike. They're absolutely brilliant. I will be there, yeah. They're a folky uh, duo. Um, think of Simon Garfunkel or Nick Drake or... Um, I thought a bit everything but the girl, but um, yeah, yeah, one of their voices is quite high, mm. and also the Norwegian crowd from Bergen, who I think I did mention it to you at one point. Um, his name I can't remember now. Kings of Convenience. Oh, Kings of Convenience! Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, I like Kings of Convenience. Yeah, that's, they're very good um, comparisons, but they're very good. They're like they're hugely and fantastically talented musicians. Um, they're nice guys, and yeah, their voices are like it's all harmonies and fun. yeah, and they're from Clare, and they're from Clare, yeah, which is possibly the least important part of all of that. But you know, let's mm. just throw that in there. Oh, Davy Fitzgerald's from Clare. Oh, Davy Fitz, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. They and Davy Fitz are from Clare, and Mike, yeah. Yeah. Mike from the podcast. I'm just living here. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So listen, enjoy. Um, when is it? Dolan's? No, not it's Whelan's. Dolan's is in Limerick. It's Whelan's of Dublin. Get out of the West. Get your arse out of your... Get out, Get your head out of your arse. I was in Dublin on Monday night at James Taylor. Oh, yes! How was that? Phenomenal. Was it? I yeah. should have taken the tickets off you, Mike. Fucking should have done. <laughs> Were you glad you went in the end? I was. I wasn't yeah. going to charge you for those tickets, by the way. I, I, just, I left that hanging. I, just but, could, yeah. I, I would have taken them. There's too much, too much going on. Yeah, the as dog, if you haven't got enough going on, yeah. The dog is barking. But yeah, yeah anyway, um, we'll talk about James Taylor another time. Go and enjoy. When is your wife home returning? Tomorrow. Oh, so you have an evening of yeah. quiet platitudes or something. Yeah, we're going to be watching um, Andor, I think, that new Disney Star Trek, Star Wars thing. Beautiful. Will no, you have a... Watch the first two and it was oh, shit. All right, okay. Yeah. Will you have a can of Carlsberg, Mike? I might do, yeah. I yeah, do. Do. Um, yeah. do. Focus. Enjoy yourself. Thanks very much. Yeah. And you. You will, enjoy yourself. I will have a few oat biscuits or something. Do. A cup of tea. <laughs> enjoy Whelan's. <laughs> I will. I'll talk to you before then, for sure. Okay. Miss you. See you, Mike. Bye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 